Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Cane Radio Ship Shots. Teddy Sliman in the air chair here. What a beautiful weekend for golf. Yeah, hot, hot, hot. But my, the humidity was down, down, down. And it had a slight breeze. So uh, very tolerable for the middle of June. You know, I mean, uh, what can you ask for? Not too much rain. And uh, God, I can't stand it when that the rain, the afternoon showers come and then the sun comes out and it's like a sauna bath, steam coming up out of the ground. But thank goodness we hadn't had that so much yet. 367-1240 is our number. 107.5 FM and 1240 AM is our call numbers. Let's thank our sponsors. Certainly want to do that. Without them, we couldn't have chip shots. So uh, let's start out with golfballs.com. Located on Arnold Boulevard right there in Lafayette in the shopping center. Anything you want in golf, you can get there. This is a national brand golf company that uh, advertises on the Golf Channel, so you know they're big time. Their big uh, push is, of course, uh, Logo Golf Balls. They uh, distribute throughout the whole world. But right for us local folks here, you can uh, shop their uh, showroom there and... uh, all kinds of merchandise they have in, in relation to golf, and you can even hit some of uh, their demonstrator golf clubs into their simulator there and try out some of their new equipment. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. And our other big sponsor we appreciate is Coke. Mr. Lee Tatford, CEO of Coca-Cola, we appreciate his sponsorship of uh, high school sports as well as chip shots. And, of course, uh, we're in a hiatus now with high school sports, but football is right around the corner coming up in August. So uh, thank you, Mr. Lee Tadford and the Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. And, of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, Chafala. Let's start out with Bellevue. They had the uh, Hanson Memorial Alumni Golf Tournament recently, and... uh, Three teams tied for first, shooting 12 under par, pretty good score. The team of Mickey Michelle, Jules A. Bear, and Johnny Shakespeare. They tied Nick Molodaz, Jason, or Jamon, uh, Vacalera, and Kobe Meyer. And then the third team that tied was Ty Burdett, Brandon Burdett, and Robbie Darden. They raised $10,000 for Hanson <coughs> Memorial High School. Pretty good bit there. Then uh, at Bellevue, they had the Litter Cancer Society. 13 under par winner was Sammy Williams, Eddie Matthews, and Jules Bear. Then their most important dog fight, which is for their members. The winner of that most recent one was Barry Bottegula at plus three. Then also at Bellevue, I hear that uh, Ty Burdett is going on an all-men's golf trip pretty soon coming up. I got that info from Mike Bella, a friend of his, who's going to be one of those partners traveling to Mississippi. I hope you'll have a good time, Ty. I enjoyed being with Mike over the weekend, and I'll get more into that when we get into Kane Rose Live Like Liam tournament. Then down at the Chafalaya, they're doing Thursday scrambles, twilight scrambles, nine holes, 530 shotgun start. The entry fee includes your golf, your prize money, and a hamburger uh, dinner after play. For pass holders, it's only $25. For the public, $40. To enter, call 985-395-4653. That's golf, 4653. Chaffalai uh, also is having coming up this 
weekend is Father's Day, as we all know. So they're having a family nine-hole scramble on the Saturday prior to Father's Day, June 17th. 3.30 shotgun start, $25 per player. Includes a chicken dinner after play. So that's a pretty good deal there. And the team consists of 35, uh, I'm sorry, from three to five players. But uh, they encourage in families, you know, like father, son, or grandfather, grandson, or granddaughter, mother. It doesn't matter. Any child-parent relationship they'll take. And the, uh, the time's going to be uh, to be announced by Chafalai coming up. Then down at Eagle Ridge, they are still flourishing from their unlimited golf for three years promotion. They've got a lot of members involved in that, taking advantage of that. $177 for three years. That's 49 plus tax per year. Pretty good deal there, and lots of people are playing at Eagle Ridge. And there have been a whole bunch of hole-in-ones as well. And their hole-in-one pool is now pretty much depleted. Uh, two hole-in-ones were made a couple of months ago. Uh, Randy O'Brien, Dr. Randy O'Brien made a hole-in-one on number 17. And then Corey Landry made a hole-in-one also on number 17. Each player won $2,000 because they have 50 members in their hole-in-one pool, which uh, they pay $5 per month to be a member of the hole-in-one pool. And uh, that almost depleted it. Then came along Garrett Terrio just a couple of weeks ago and made a hole-in-one on number four, he only won, I say only, $745. That was Saturday, May 20th. He did that with the nine iron on number four. And so now the, uh, the hole-in-one pool is completely depleted. So don't think you're going to make a hole-in-one if you're a member there and get any kind of money. And Gary Kidd, the owner and operator, is looking for some help in the pro shop. Last couple of times I've been there, he's... Uh, Looks it looks a little worn out from uh, from running the golf shop and uh, attending the bar and what have you. I can understand that fully. So if you know someone that wants a full time job uh, working the golf shop, go see Mr. Gary Kidd at Eagle Ridge. And I last saw him for the Cadiana Pro Am, which was held there this past week, and they got a record number as well. 137 players teed it up either on Tuesday or Thursday. I think they had 60-something-plus players <coughs> on Tuesday when Doug and I played. And then uh, the, the rest of the players played on Thursday. <coughs> Excuse me. And so the winning team, Dan Dache, Nolan Granger, Frank Hunter, and Dexter Dartez were plus eight, winning $150, redeemable at golfballs.com. Second place went to Ryan Landry, Jason Smith, who's also the low B player, Dale Menard, and Bobby Broussard, plus seven, winning $110. Third place went to Randy McDaniels, Dylan Landry, Charlie Albert, and Hughes Desimo, plus six, they won $60. The low individual players, the A player was Brandon Burdett, minus two. First time I've ever seen an individual player win with minus. Negative points. That's pretty amazing. I have to ask Doug about that in his record books. The low B player, Jason Smith, plus nine. Low C player, David Dugans, plus nine. And the low D player, Norman LeBlanc, plus 12. Both Dugans and LeBlanc were on the same team. <laughs> they only finished fourth. That's pretty amazing. They were plus 10 between them. 
because you can only go plus five on each for each player, even though uh, LeBlanc was plus 12 and Dugans was plus nine. Anyway, funny stuff happening out at Eagle Ridge. A bunch of several new players, too. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good sign that the Pro-Am is growing now that uh, Doug's in, incorporated the fact that you can play more than one day. So uh, the next Pro-Am is going to be at Sugar Oaks. Of course, July 4th is uh, it's on a Tuesday next month, and uh, I'm not exactly sure how we'll uh, spread that out, whether we'll play the following week or incorporate it that week. Who knows? We'll tell you later. And down at Sugar Oaks, they're uh, still promoting their weekly specials. Monday and Tuesday, 9 or 18 holes for $22. And then my favorite is the all-day on Wednesday, $31. Uh, play as many holes as you want. And, of course, that's the day we know that they have their Twilight Scramble Wednesday afternoons at 5.30. And I'll get to those results in a bit. But uh, Sugar Oaks is also hiring, but they're hiring a cart attendant uh, and he has other duties and jobs, as all, all of them do. They pick up the range, pick up trash, and do some errands around the golf shop. So weekdays, 2 to close, uh, weekends and holidays, <coughs> 6 to noon, 2 shifts, and then noon to close. So if you know a junior or high school guy that's looking for a part-time job, a nice place to hang out for the summer. bunch of tournaments held at Sugar Oaks recently. The Huey Possum Tournament was won by L.J. Maynard. Uh, Bradley Boudreaux and Thomas Bonner shot 63 minus 9 and won the Huey Possum Tournament. And then the 4-H Tournament was a tie between M.A. Patsu and Carol Boudreaux State Forum. They had 22 players in that event. And then the all-important divorce scramble. It's a pretty fun tournament. 21 couples teed it up and played in that. Jason Bear and his daughter Hillary were minus 2 and won that event. And uh, thank goodness for, uh, for the divorce tournament. It raised $6,000 for the Lydia Cancer Society. Nice work there. 6000 plus. Ronnie H.A. Uh, texted me. The, they found some more money somewhere. So uh, I, di- I didn't put it down. But uh, there's a bunch of money raised for the Lydia Cancer Society. Then I said they have MGA, their Men's Golf Association, over at Trigger Oaks is very, very active. And so uh, Wednesday, June the 7th, they had that Twilight Scramble. That was won by Paul Olivier, Johnny Bork, and Nicky Melanson with minus seven. Then on Friday, June 9th, they had that Shamble. And that was won by, well, on the front in 18, uh, Robert Burton, Roger Pisani, and Ronnie Finley, minus two. And uh, <coughs> tying the back was Eric Lachelet, Olin Granger, Nicky Melanson, and Glenn Dupuy. And then on Sunday, June 11th, they had their traditional shootout where you play your own game, your own ball, and they draw for partners. So on the front in 18, Paul Olivier, Ron Finley, and Roger Bassani was 36 points plus, and they won the front in the 18. They tied the back with Olin Granger, Kevin Ledford, and Tam Rosemont with 34 points. Good to see Tam's name up there. I hadn't seen that guy's name up there in quite a while. So good going, Tam. You're getting back into the, to the mix of things. And look here, he won a skin. Tam Rosemont did, along with Paul Olivier, Olin Granger, and Ron Finley. Nice going for the Sugar Oaks MGA. Sugar Oaks has Holy Ones as well. Holy Ones galore, as a matter of fact, recently. Ron Finley, who plays in that MGA, he uh, 
Then this past week, he made a hole-in-one on number 17 with an 8-iron. And uh, Glenn Dupuy, Olin Granger, Paul Olivier, and Tim Rosemont were the witnesses. And then, uh, weeks before that, Willie Lewis made a hole-in-one on hole number 17. Interestingly enough, uh, he had four witnesses, one of whom was Robert Harvison. And guess what? Robert made a hole-in-one as well. And who was his witness? Yep, you guessed it. Willie Lewis. So Robert made a hole-in-one on number nine, 136 yards using a utility wood. And uh, that was his first hole-in-one for Robert Harmson. Nice going, guys. Keep those hole-in-ones coming. I love, I love hole-in-one news. And then thanks to uh, Mr. Boyd Booty, the uh, CEO of the uh, Gator Golf Club, getting me these results. Their last event was played at the Island Golf Course in Plaquemine. They have 36 members in their association. And it looks like the booties won all the money in this event. So uh, Boyd won the first flight with plus four. And his son, Coy, won the second flight with plus three. So the booties took home all the money. Uh, and they also won the birdie pool. Boyd had one and Coy had two. So uh, they really took home all the money. Their next event's going to be played June 25th at the Maca Trails. And I'm sure that's going to be a nice casino outing where they go the day before, play a practice round, and dump some money in the casino, spend the night, and play the next day. Nice outing. Kane Row had a busy weekend as well, but they're promoting their specials also. And I like this Veterans Wednesday is uh, either active or retired vet- veteran. You only play 12. Pay $25 plus tax to play at Cane Row, and it's in nice, nice shape. Then their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $35 plus tax. And their twilight rate, after 3 p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $30. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $35. If you want to be a member, that's a good deal, too, because uh, you get a lot of perks for only $142. <coughs> so they have 20% off of all their soft goods. You get uh, 10% off of all their hard goods for 142 But here's my favorite perk. You get to book your tea time one week in advance. And as busy as they are, it, uh, it's a nice perk to have. Because you can do your tea time one week in advance versus a, a public guy doing it one day in advance. They also chart you, you are a Louisiana State Golf Association handicap system if you're interested in that. And a lot of people are. And then finally, they weigh their MGA dues for your membership. They also license to sell UL Raging Cajun logoed merchandise and their stock golf shop has some of that stuff in it. So if you know a loved one that's a, a Raging Cajun fan and maybe a golfer as well, go out to Cane Rose Golf Shop and peruse around and try to find you something to buy. And look, they've had their hole-in-ones as well. It seems like a theme across all the golf courses in our area. They had two... two uh, Holding ones recently. Asa Tibbs made a hole in one on number eight. And Jay Smith holding one on number 17. I got to play with Asa this weekend and uh, enjoyed playing with that young man. He's got a nice game. Kane Rowe had a bunch of tournaments recently as well. The Rusty Ruiz Memorial Tournament was won by Kevin Arsenault, Ryan Desimo, and Paul Bro. They won on the third hole of playoff with the team of B&L Engine Supply. And then Iberia Medical Center had that fundraising tournament. I don't know how many they had. 
20-something. Rhett Viator's land sales won with a 55 on the gross side. The net team was Tom Beard Construction with 53. Of course, Tom is Doug's brother. They teamed up together to win the net. Then the Delcom High School, uh, Saturday, June the 3rd, they had their fundraising tournament. Guess who won it? Yes, Brody LeBlanc, the most famous golfer from Delcom and probably the best to ever come out of Delcom. You're not listening, are you, Kevin? <laughs> so Brody teamed up with Nick Trahan and Grant Myers to shoot 53 and win the gross side of the Delcom High School Fundraising Golf Tournament. On the net side, Justin Broussard, Ryan Seymour, and Scotty Westbrook, 48. And then the big tournament this weekend was the Live Like Liam Tournament. And uh, we had a good time, a lot of fun. And uh, I tell you what, it, it, it was pretty amazing to see. Um, they had maybe eight to ten cooking stations with tents all up and down the cart path around the putting green, people cooking and, and, and selling the food for, for a donation, you know. It looked like a tent city. Then Andy Smith under the pavilion was playing as they had a silent auction going on with a unbelievable number of prizes they also had a wine pool and uh the kids had a fun jump amazing day uh morning and afternoon shotgun star 234 plus players teed it up in the live like liam tournament honoring that young man and his family jim mcduff and his wife alice uh great showing and great support from our community and so in the morning round was a three-man scramble which uh was the most important tournament because it was uh, play for pay, if you will. It was a serious type tournament. First gross went to Joe Davis, Nick Davis, his son, who was a very good friend of Liam's, along with Eli Artigo, the UL Raging Cajun standout player. They shot 54, and uh, what I heard was they parred the last two holes, so they could have shot even more. First net went to Peter LeBlanc. He was also a, a close friend of Liam's. And, uh, of course, he's a raging Cajun wide receiver when football time comes around. He teamed up with the guy I played with this weekend, Asa Tibbs and John Broussard. They had a 51. In the second flight, Keith Waldman, Danny Duyon, and Ole Leger shot 63 and had to win on a scorecard playoff. Uh, who won first net? Johnny Musso, Leslie Barrio, and Kenny Bazer. In the third flight, Isaac Thibodeau, Donald Thibodeau, and Gannon Thibodeau Shot 60, and uh, first net went to Colin Guidry, Gannon Guidry, and Rock Boudreau, 61. First time I ever see a tournament where the net is higher than the gross, and that's a story of another kind. Hi, Box Corps. Let me put you on the air here. Thanks for the libation. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> that is now, interestingly enough, that is, that is now the number one selling beer in America, which is Kind of shocking, really. Well, I don't know what kind it is. It's a, it's a Modelo. Oh, my, my that, favorite beer. That is now... Mexican beer, anyway. Well, it's it's now the number one American beer. It is it the surpassed number, Corona? Well, it's it surpassed the the one we won't mention the name, okay. which was a previous number one seller in the U.S., and now Modelo has the biggest market share of the, not Mexican beers. I'm oh, you're talking about all, all beers, beers sold in America. Correct. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of incredible, really. It's yeah, more I, incredible than a 61. Oh, no, when, when, I, when, I, when I saw that. But, I mean, they, they, um, 
they had a big market share before. I didn't even realize that, but mm -hmm. they, their sales went up 31% this last year. Um, so and it's amazing because Corona, you know, you hear all about oh, yeah, Corona, yeah. and then Dos Equis was had a big right, run, right, right, you know. But Modelo is, yeah, that's the number one beer in the U.S., man. So, all right, getting back to the Live Like Liam tournament, the afternoon four-man scramble attracted 108 players, 27 teams. Jack Farm, Hanson Tron, and Cannon Tozan. And Connor Scott won with a 39. Whoa, hey. <laughs> of course, it was a fun tournament. You got to hit all kind of red blast and uh, free throws and all kind of stuff. It's 33 under. And in fact, uh, well, here we go with, with 200 the, in every hole. With the gross winner was uh, Brian Saunier, Abram Saunier, Theodore Sliman, and my grandson Drew Sliman shot 49. They actually tied two other teams. But uh, midway through the round, I say midway, after six holes, my grandson calls me, and I was, you know, I was tired, so I was home drinking a beer and, and relaxing, and he calls me, Pops, we made six twos in a row. They're going to think we cheated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, you didn't cheat. You tied two other teams, and you tied uh, Jeff Bowie, Adri Doyle, Miles Pettiford, and Blake Nakeem. And then the third team that tied in the one third place was Keith Romero, uh, Keith Crochet, Jason Abair, and John Vietto. Fun time held by all, of course. And I would uh, just like to know what all the fun things are that they can, I don't, you know, how you can score that low. You know, I, I mean, well, you know, what. Besides the red, black, yeah, well, two, yeah, I mean, two I of can, those. I can so, see that. You know, right. I mean, like, if you tee off from the red tee box, some those, as fast as that course is playing, you yeah, can almost but, drive a par five. And then I think they threw it like. From a bunker into the hole, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Oh, they each get okay. two throws, whatever it is. You know, I mean, yeah, it's I fun. Just, and they, I tell you what, they did have fun. You know, a lot, a lot of those players had fun, and they weren't interested in playing serious golf. Which is, you know, kudos to Duffy for coming up with that because I didn't think it would work when we first started this three years ago. I, I said, man, you get number one. If you fill the field, which they have done every year in the morning, how are you going to get these players off and running? And Duffy was so proud that he himself directed them because Ryan and I were doing the scoring along with Mike Bella. And, and he himself got with the court guys, got the courts turned around and mm -hmm. the morning group off. I mean, the afternoon group off after the morning group finished. And uh, it was amazing because Ryan went up to him and said, oh, about a half an hour when we get the afternoon off, Duffy says they're already off. <laughs> so. <laughs> but when, when I so it's twenty seven teams, so they had nine holes that had two teams on each hole, right? They had six holes. Oh, forty two. I thought you said twenty seven. Forty two two teams. Forty two. Forty three teams. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the, after, the afternoon group. Oh, they had a hundred and eight players. All right, so that's. That's foursomes, though, you know. Right, four. 108. That's 27 teams. 27 right. teams, yeah, mm -hmm. so nine holes had two teams on each box. No, no, that, no, no. Yeah, 18, four-man four scramble, you don't play together. Right. So, so you had 18 teams that each had a team. Oh, yeah, you mean. So 1A, so, 1B, 2A, 2B, 3A. Right, right. You know how long that that's it, it, they played in four hours. Golly. Theodore, Theodore called me that night and headed well, back home amazed. It must be uh, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, well, pick up your ball and put down an eagle. Yeah. All right. The uh, Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. Thanks, Mr. Lawson Ruley, the president, for getting me this information as he uh, concluded his May activities for their association. And once again, you don't have to be a member 
or a resident of Lafayette to participate. You just have to be 50 years of age or over, $25 or their yearly dues, which includes a crawfish ball during the spring and a Christmas party in December. And you can tee it up and become one of the 56 members of the Lafayette Senior Golf Association. And their second Tuesday of the month out-of-town course was played at Jennings, Jennings Golf Course, and the winner of that was Greg Gotro, second place Earl Guidry, third place Glenn, Glenn Bertrand. I'm actually surprised Jennings uh, is open again because they had they had shut down for a while. Really, uh, last, I didn't realize. That. Yeah, because um, I you know I used to go play every year in a um, little tournament. Yeah, uh, scramble over there and and uh, yeah, like two years ago they they had shut down and so you know glad to, glad to hear it because I always I always had fun over there you know except the one it's time just a little too far to go. It's it's a it's a good drive. A good now, hour, you know, right? It's, oh, so yeah, it's a, that? and that's the well, it depends on Lafayette. You know, when you get yeah. through that uh, to get on the interstate, you know, in the morning it's not bad. Getting back, it takes way more than an hour. Yeah, but um, they went our pro am association at one time, but nobody really want to go yeah, over just, there because yeah. it's so far. You know, yeah, it's it's about thirty minutes past well, twenty minutes past Crowley, but mm-hmm. um, but I, that's still the coldest. Round of golf ever played in my life <laughs> was, was over there that time. Yeah. All right. So the uh, Lafayette men's next tournament is going to be played at the Island in Plaquemine on June 13th. And then their home course tournament uh, played right there at Lafayette Municipal, Abair Municipal. It was a team thing with blind draw. So the top finishers there were John Pierce, Dennis Castillo, and Joe Escovel. Uh, second place, Don Romero, Brett Galata, and Tim Maragos. And then on the junior golf scene, once again, congratulations to, uh, to Hugh Andre, who I know is uh, out of the state right now, but uh, him and Ryan Desimo for, for hosting a, a, a statewide tournament in the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour, played at Cane Row June 1st and 2nd. You know, like we talked about at Box Score, that does a lot of good for our community in the form of uh, monies and, and money spent in our in our area that otherwise wouldn't be spent so uh, well, well no doubt and especially for the golf course itself when you have it in such good shape mm-hmm. the word gets around you from all these uh you know players whether they be from shreveport or wherever they say man they, that's a nice course you know and then all of a sudden you might have a, a foursome from there that wants to come you know make a tea time and play on the weekend and stuff absolutely you know? so, had a lot of parents so it's out there. a lot of a lot of good uh good pub um, out there and yep so 100 players kids played so Ooh. and when, when i tell you the the winners you know that they came from all over from new orleans nick phillips was a winner with 140 139 five under par john tritton from west monroe 142 two under par and Ben Blanco, right there from Bruce R. Drew Prieto from Baton Rouge, 145. And my grandson, Drew Slime, in fifth, 146. And uh, let's see, he, he played uh, at Lakewood Country Club in that qualifier that he, he made for the Byron Nelson Junior Golf. And uh, he bombed out, but uh, he had a good little run. He was the first group to tee off, and through eight holes, he was leading the tournament at well, one under four. Well, y'all share something now, man, because wasn't you leading at Lakewood? After for 27 holes, yeah, I was. Wow. That, that, is, that, that could go down in history. And I did, fi- I did finish last, but Drew didn't finish last. But that's last. okay. You know, that's okay. Your, your name was up on the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if the PGA Tour had been broadcast back then and televised, yeah. you know, and they show, you know, 
the Cinderella story from UI <laughs> Bear Hill, Louisiana. <laughs> all right. Although nice Peter story. Finney had you, you know, yeah. pegged as a child prodigy, yeah. so you know, in all, all fairness, uh, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> take, take us. He's, to he's, almost, he's almost blushing behind that beard. <laughs> so long ago, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was there. Uh, so okay, so Drew's on a retreat this week, so he's getting a little reprieve from golf, and uh, it's a retreat style camp, you know, up there and wherever he is. Then next week, I'm going to go along with him, and uh, the day, day after Father's Day, well, the Tuesday after Father's Day, we're going to go to the Press Thornton Future Masters, June uh, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Ooh. And interestingly enough, I, as a junior, played in that tournament. It's that old. Where's it at? It's in, it's in Dothan, Alabama, oh. at Dothan Country Club. And, uh, How far of a drive is that? Not sure. It's it's not on the coast though. It's up in the middle of the state. So uh, okay. we'll go there, and then uh, then we'll take a few days off and go to the beach, and then down to Diamond Head for the nice. Gulf States PGA Junior Golf Championship. And the top two boys that's going to be played at Diamond Head in Mississippi. And the top two boys and girls from there advance to the PGA National Junior Championship. Oh man, it's going to be that's in Hot nice Springs, little. Arkansas, August the first through fourth. Y'all going to Gulf Shores? I'm not sure. I'm going wherever they take me. I'm, well, I mean, I'm along for the ride. You're either going to Gulf Shores or you're going back to Biloxi. I mean, I hope you go to Gulf Shores. I'm, uh, you know, it, yeah, probably be the smartest thing to do. Well, it'd be the nicest beach of the two for sure. If you want to actually have beach time, and plus, if you want to, oh, go- we're going to the beach. I know that because oh. Mary's got it all oh, arranged. Okay. You gonna play golf over there? I think Theodore wanted to, but man, I don't I need, know. I need to go I'm bringing play, my golf clubs. Yeah, go play Rock Creek, man. That's a. Ooh, I, I played it one time. That's a good golf yeah, course. It is a good golf course. It's it's not right by the beach. It's about no, a 40, no, forty five minutes drive. Inland. Yeah, about forty five minutes. But man, that's one of the nice. I don't think nicest, but it's it's you know it's a really good golf course. I remember. I like yeah. it. Yeah, a lot. A lot. All right, we'll take a break, and then, boy, box score, and I got a lot to talk about. Yep. It's been a pretty up-and-down week on the PGA Tour. Stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, it's been interesting. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. We have a new player on the field that he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? 
He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew! Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new K1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots with Boxcore and Teddy. And Boxcore, what an ex- I don't know what to say. It's like the Alpha and the Omega. The week started out on the PGA Tour in, in yeah. severe turmoil and ended up so joyous. It's, uh, it was incredible. One of the most incredible finishes to a tournament that uh, I've ever seen on TV. Yeah, and I think, you know, that kind of epitomizes what the PGA Tour is all about. You know, dreams coming true. Um, you know, can you imagine if, if an American hadn't won the U.S. Open for 69 years and then all of a sudden won the U.S. Open, what the, your response would be? And that's exactly what happened in, in Canada. And it was just a, an incredible feel-good story. And as you said, after a tumultuous week on the PGA Tour in which, uh, you know, really, I, you know, now they want to claim it's <laughs> uniting people. But I still think it's, it, it's I don't, I'm thinking the, the divide, dividing line is bigger than ever, you know. But, but that's just me. But, yeah, Nick Taylor, un, unreal story. Um, uh, a really nice, you know, final round, uh, you know, charge into and, – and I honestly, you know, I thought Tommy Fleetwood was going to win the tournament because 18 was playing so easy, and, and uh, all he had to do was birdie it, you know, to, to win. But a um, couple of loose shots and kind of a quirky hole to begin with that you have to hit the – I've never seen so many – you know, I watched, I watched a lot of this golf tournament, and uh, I've never seen so many holes, not just 18 – but where irons were hit off the tee, I mean, it was like, you know, irons, um, uh, fairway metals, uh, hybrids. Yeah. You rarely saw drivers, you know, being hit. And uh, it's just a kind of an odd design um, with, um, you know. But, you know, it, it produced a, a Canadian champion uh, and, and, you know, really incredible. But, but, uh, you know, it's one thing to win with an eagle, but 72-foot eagle putt, <laughs> that's that – was. That's, that's, that was that's, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, and, and then he said he blacked out uh, when the ball went in, so he doesn't remember it. So he had to, you know, he wanted to go back and watch it on, on the replay. Um, yeah, I think it was the fourth playoff hole, I believe, um, that he made that eagle and, and beat, uh, you know, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, you and I were talking off air. Uh, we both like Tommy Fleetwood a lot. He's a very classy player and, and uh, as you mentioned, has now – had the uh, has a title of having the won the most money on the PGA Tour without a victory, and and again that, that kind of took me by surprise because he has six uh, DP World uh, uh, you know things uh, titles and was in contention for was it a year ago not a year maybe two years ago it seemed like every major he was in the top five or yeah. ten you know he was consistently they we call him Fairway Jesus you know and. Um, but he was the hard luck loser here, but, but really classy in his defeat. And, here, um, here it is, uh, the, the quote he gave. He's 32 years old, as you just alluded to, but he said, Thank you, Canada, for an amazing atmosphere, uh, Fleetwood tweeted on, on social media. He said, Congrats to Nick Taylor. What an un- unbelievable three days of golf you've just played, and what a moment for you and your country. So yeah, you, you we'll can't start get, again tomorrow. See yeah, that work. <laughs> you can't get any better than no, that, that, man. That's that, a classy winner there. And that, that is. You know, and ho- ho- hopefully one day he can win, 
you know, in his native country, uh, the, the Open Championship, you know, and, and uh, yeah, bring home that, that Clara jug, you know. So, but, I mean, just, just really incredible because the, the last player from Canada to win that, the Canadian Open was Pat Fletcher in 1954. But here's the kicker. Fletcher was actually born in England, just like Fleetwood. <laughs> and uh, so he really wasn't even a native Canadian. He just happened to be, you know, yeah. from Canada at that time. So going back from that, it was Carl Keffer had been the only Canadian-born champion. He won in 1909 mm. and 1914. Wow. And then Mike Weir lost in the playoff in, uh, to Vijay Singh in 20, uh, 2004. Uh, so that was the closest, um, you know, someone had come from Canada to winning. And, uh, of course, after they had a huge celebration on the green, Mike Weir, Corey Connors, and Adam Hadwin, all fellow Canadians, uh, were congratulating um, Nick Taylor. And, uh, unfortunately for Adam Hadwin, he's the one that had the bottle of champagne, popped it open, and promptly got tackled by about a 230-pound security guard who just laid him out. So... Uh, it was it was just a, a surreal scene. The, the 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 galleries were singing "O Canada" on the tee box, and uh, man, it was just again, it was fun. Yeah, unreal. it was fun. I, I, we had the uh, the volume down because we were having supper with Theodore, but uh, you know everybody is glaring at the TV. We should, really should have had it up because it was a big celebration. What was amazing to me, box score, is Nick Taylor opened up with a seventy-five. And yeah, then, he barely made the cut. And then he, he claimed that uh, his wife gave him a, a prep, prep talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. wow, 67, 63. Well, it's something like, you know, man. either make, make the cut or I'm leaving you. I think that's <laughs> pretty good pep talk, you know, yeah. I guess. <laughs> my, pretty, pretty much pressure there. Huh? And, I, and I'm going to take half of your winnings, you know, <laughs> so if I leave you. So, you know, might as well go just win the damn thing. Uh, no, it was, uh, you know, and, and we talked about how classy Tommy Fleetwood was in defeat. But... Nick Taylor was just as classy in victory. Um, he said when Tommy would miss and they would cheer, I, I felt bad for him, you yeah. know. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You just have to, you just have to like all these guys that were involved in that, in that, in that uh, uh, you know. And look, man, it was, a, it was a packed. Look, going into Sunday, it was, a, it was a packed leaderboard. And really surprised in Rory, you know, kind of faltering because I've, I – I'm going to tell you the truth, Teddy. I was like, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, well, he's going to win this because finally that pressure of being the spokesperson for the PGA Tour has been lifted from his shoulders. Yeah. And now he can just go play golf. And he was, um, you know, I think one shot back going into Sunday, and but he just didn't, and, di- and didn't plus, fire. Plus he was a two-time defending champion. Yeah, so yeah. Right, if he would have exactly. won three in a row, that would have been yeah. a, a record. Uh, uh, some other storylines, though, box score is uh, Jim Nancy did his final call, and uh, they were giving rave reviews. I didn't get to hear it. Did you? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I had the volume up, but I was so invested in the golf. Yeah. I, di- I didn't really listen to the commentary. I, I know. You know, it's just one of those. It's, they, 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 they didn't say on the Internet there when I was looking around for articles that what, what he exactly said that uh, got him rave reviews. I read a few of the reviews, uh, you know, nice call, Jim, sorry you're leaving, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, uh, but, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I just I did not. It's one of those rare times, I guess, because I guess, you know, with Jim Nance, really the only time I really focus on him is at Augusta, you know, because yeah. he's such a – a tradition uh, over there. But, Thank goodness um, he's going to continue to do Gus. But but I never really um, 
paid a whole lot of attention to golf announcers except for Gary McCord, you know, when yeah. he would make those, you know, silly comments. And I kind of kind of was uh, in, in, in that, that, that time kind of into that kind of stuff, you know. And now I'm more like just I, I could honestly I could probably do with I could probably watch golf without any commentators. <laughs> you can see what's happening. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not no, rocket science. No, you know? we, we, that's just what we were doing, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, 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 <clears throat> all you need to know is like if they have a ruling – you know, our drop or that sort of thing, you know, some kind of controversial thing. But yeah. as far as, you know, telling you what the guy's hitting and, you know, I mean, geez, I mean, this is. Well, last week we had Rose Zhang in her debut went in uh, as, a, as a professional. Oh, I want to go back once, one time. Just one second, though. Again, Nick Taylor now, he's in the process of, of carrying this burden for his country. And and CBS has started this tradition now of, of miking up players, you know, and they, they they contact them first to make sure it's okay to do that. And on the final round, for the la like two of the last three holes, he was miked up and, and have you know, gone through his his thought processes uh-huh. and stuff. And that to me that's way more interesting than oh, yes. commentators. No, no question. You know, no and, question. And that's... I mean I couldn't imagine doing that when you went into that kind of pressure but he he was cool as a cucumber man i think it takes a, a certain kind of player to do that you know i mean a guy like uh, tiger woods i don't think tiger could do that in serious golf you know no he could do it playing around but you know when he was in contention for the canadian open or whatever open he would never do that and, and but, here's the other th- one more thing can you imagine four canadians now have a victory on tour this year that's that's incredible, man. Yeah, you know, good, good for Cor- Corey Connors, Nick Taylor, Mackenzie Hughes, and Adam Svensson all have won on the PGA Tour in this season. So. Now, oh, good. So uh, the, what I, what I was going to ask you about is last week Rose Zhang was you know she won in her debut, and this guy Ludwig, you pronounce the last name Aberg from um, uh, Texas Tech. He's I, the NCAA Player of the Year, and he got he was the number one player on the PGA University Tour, which gives him an exemption now to play the PGA Tour. So it was his debut, his first event. Yeah. He shot three under par playing alongside Matthew Fitzpatrick, minus four, and Terrell Harrett, Harrett, Hatton, Hatton at even mm-hmm. par. Hatton finished but, just one shot out of the playoff. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, how this kid finished, but uh, I did read where his driving average was 326 yards the first day. That's, that's pretty strong stuff right there. Yeah, it, it, you know, and it's 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 just incredible how these guys now, you know, and we talked about I think I think a lot has to do with the fact that Tiger's not on tour anymore because, you know, that Tiger factor used to play such a huge role in, in these guys being intimidated. Mm-hmm. But these kids coming out now, they they have no fear. No, no, they, you're right. And then Tiger Woods, you know, he he was long, no question about it, you know. Oh yeah, they have, speaking of Tiger uh, changing the subject a little bit here. Not, yeah. not, not many people have a chance to topple any of Tiger's records, right? No. Well, Steve Stricker did it with a little asterisk, but nonetheless, you know, he uh, at the American Family Insurance Championship Tour on the Champions Tour, uh, playing at University Ridge Golf Course in his hometown, Madison, Wisconsin. On Friday, he posted a minus 765, which was his 53rd consecutive round of par or better erasing Tiger's record, which Tiger held on the PGA Tour. And, uh, it's Man. his fourth victory in 12 starts this year. And uh, Stricker himself said, I, I watch social media, and the, the people there have a, have a concern, and I agree with him, that 
it was done not on the PGA Tour, which is a whole different venue, but nonetheless, it's still, you know, the 56-year-old shot... You know, and it's now 55 rounds of par better after you won the tournament. So and in, that's pretty impressive. Unless my memory's failing me, and it could well be, but wasn't Stricker really, like, seriously ill um, last year, a year before? I think you're right. You know, Something and, and went wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. He, he spent some time in the hospital and had lost a lot of weight. And, um, you know, uh took him a little while to get back on, on tour. But, uh yeah, he's he's. It just depends on how much he wants to play. I don't think he has the Bernhard Langer in him, <laughs> but he definitely could be that kind of a, yeah, you know, mainstay on the on the Champions Tour if he, if he wanted to. You know, he uh, and, and look, this is a guy who, even on the PGA Tour, when he was a really good player, he did he he lives in Wisconsin. He's just a Wisconsinite, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so you talking about six. Seven months out of the year, where well, you're not playing golf. I mean, you you know, and he not built, outdoors. you know, he did build up, you know, um, um, a hitting station, you know, indoor mm-hmm. hitting station, heated and all that stuff, and even like a, a bay where you could hit outdoors, but it was still, you know, he was still covered. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and he'd go right out on tour and not miss a beat. I mean, he just he had one of those classic swings that that that. And you know, he started that tournament right there in his hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. So it was important right. to him. So now with, uh, let's change the subject with the elephant in the room. Yeah. You know where I'm going. So you, uh, you give me your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, think, I think it was, uh, man, I, I would say collusion at its best because there's no way this deal got done in seven weeks. No, no. I mean. Of course, I, we're talking about the live right, PGA merger. merger. I can't buy a car in seven weeks. You know, I can't go to negotiate with a dealer in seven weeks about a price. So to tell me that this all started after the Masters and uh, if the, the conspiracy theory theorist in me says that, that this started shortly after live began, and they've been talking all along and just kind of seeing how things were going and – you know, yeah. Look, there's no doubt that the 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 PIF fund, the PGA Tour can't compare, can compete with that, right? But no. I I still tell, and I told you this right off the bat. My 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 thing is, I I think on both sides, there were things in documents that would have been brought to court that would have put a black eye on the PGA Tour and on the PIF. You know. Um, fund as well and i think they just wanted to avoid litigation and you're saying they who i'm talking about the pga tour yeah oh yeah absolutely i think mm. both sides and um you know i i just was what disappoints me the most is that jay monahan is, is supposed to be the figure of the pga tour even though this you know done guy put the deal together mm-hmm. um but if i'm a an employer of and I know there's 144 guys in the tournament, but I mean, I guess eligible to play on the PGA Tour, 200 and something guys. If I'm if I'm their figurehead, I'm their their CEO, I'm their spokesperson. I cannot imagine that you have to find out on social media yeah. what happened. Yeah, that was low, no question. I mean that 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 to me was the worst part of the whole deal. They 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 literally went on. You know, a, a TV show in the morning to announce this merger. He's sitting right there with a guy, you know, this, the guy from the Saudis. 
and and then they were, you know everything just blew up and a lot of players didn't believe it. I mean, they, they you know you had players out practicing on the range that their caddies are texting them and everybody <laughs> thought it was a big joke, you know. Right. And uh, it just came literally. I, mean, I, I don't ever remember anything happening out of nowhere like this. Like that. That's that's it's incredible how it did. It it struck the news media, you know, like breaking news. Like really, this is unbelievable. I, I didn't believe it either. But my opinion, I, I think the PGA backed down because they knew they couldn't litigation wise, financially, they couldn't back their lawyers and pay their lawyers as long as this would have gone on, and they would have lost so much more money in relation to what the coffers have compared to the Saudis. So uh, I think that's why he negotiated, which is wormy, don't get me wrong, but it, it, it's not over yet. You know, the, uh, the federal government's getting involved in it since the uh, PGA Tour is a not-for-profit organization, uh, and they donate to charities, so they have tax-exempt status. So go ahead with your opinion on, on all that. Where do you think that's going to take them? I have no idea, you know, and I don't think anybody does really at this point because live golf as we know it, I think was dead on the vine. You know, it was, it wasn't going to last another year or two. You, you know, they, they, the, the so-called TV deal they struck with the CW Which was, was a, a big flop. Was a big flop, and um, yeah, so I think it was kind of done, and that's what surprised me the most about the PGA Tour kind of kind of caving in with this and and you know we saw the tour react initially with this you know the um elevated field events and and all of a sudden all this purse money you know increased and you, you kind of started it, it, you know starting saying oh, well, you know maybe some of the players were were right you know and and boy i hate to give mickelson credit but i mean i think mickelson knew a lot of stuff behind the scenes that were going on on, on the pga tour side you know mm-hmm. and, and um he, you know, he kept dropping hints about that, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, but I guess the, the only bright spot for me <laughs> in all of this, because I now despise the guy, is that Greg Norman looks like he's totally done. With yeah, the, he he was out of the loop too. He was out of the loop, you know, and um, he it looks like he's on the outs, you know. So it's strictly uh, this Yasser Al. Romanian, the yeah. governor of the PIF and and the, and the PGA Tour. So, um, and I, I, I'm still I'm still angry, you know. Oh no! PGA, I, and I I just got a letter from our PGA, and of course the PGA, you know, is separate from the PGA Tour. We're under yeah. one umbrella, but still in but, all, but still, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're saying just hold on, don't get too angry, you know, don't stay too angry. Let's see what happens. It's uh, it's not t- quite a done deal yet. To me, you know, this is way out from left field or whatever, but uh, I think they ought to, like we talked about, form a union, separate themselves from the PGA. I'm talking about the players, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, shoot, get Tiger Woods as their CEO and face and see how, how well that tour does, because I guarantee you it would. Oh, if they started their own tour. With Tiger P- Woods as a head chief. Yeah. I and mean, he needs something to do, something to give back to the game and be in the limelight. But, but I don't want to see the P, you know, the PGA as we know it, you know, die. It, it wouldn't die. It, all, all they do is get rid of Monaghan, you know. Well, I, th- I think there's a lot of players that want to do that anyway. And, and that's, again, you know, what disappoints me is that, you know, the players elect this player advisory board that's supposed to be their voice. It's just like us. Can you imagine if, you know, our, we, we, we vote for city councilman, parish mm-hmm. councilman, and then all of a sudden the parish president or the mayor just makes an arbitrary 
arbitrary decision. Hey, we're going to merge with uh, with Broussard. We're going to form a new city, New Broussard. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, uh, Briberia. You know, and uh, without any say so from the from the councilman who we elected. You know, and so they they elected these people to represent them, and, and Monahan gave them no input at all in not this at decision. all rory and all the other uh, policy you know player policy members they, right. they didn't know anything and so. like i said to, to me and you i think we both agree on this point teddy there's no way you could ever you convince me that this didn't weigh on rory the last oh yeah year and a half or whatever it's been going on his game and what a shame because he's a player well, i mean absolutely. one of the best th- best in, in players his in pro- the world in his in his peak years you know you don't want to you know and then he's not even an American. You know, he's yeah, from Ireland. So. Exactly. But he, but he went out there. On, he put his. He, he was. He, I feel bad for him. He put his skin on the wall for the PGA Tour, became the voice of the PGA Tour, and this is how they, they treated him. And I, I, I think that was just, it was, it was really dirty. You know, honest, Very dirty. Honestly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and, I, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm anxious to see where he goes. You know, it's not over with yet. You know, uh, that there's a lot of a lot of work to be done, but uh, I, I I would love to see Jay Monahan out. They're paying him fourteen million dollars, way too much. Fourteen is way, way too much. Way too much. And and and, and here's the other yeah. thing that and I'll I'll do this real quick. Yeah, I got but about a minute. The other thing that disappointed me was Jimmy Dunn, the guy who really negotiated this deal. And I told you this, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be in the Twin Towers on nine eleven. And had to it was qualifying for a golf tournament. He, by the way, he's the president of Seminole Golf Club. Yeah. Um, and he just joined the policy board last year, and he's the one that was wanted to merge the tours together. So he lost coworkers and friends in the nine eleven bombing, which was say what you want was 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 done by the by the you know the Saudis, and 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 this is it, it even. Adds another layer to the, my disgust for this whole deal. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it, you know, but the one one good thing is you know golf's in the limelight in the sporting <laughs> world. So, yeah, well, you know, but we'll see what happens. I I, I just think uh, it's going to come out good with the uh, for the benefit of the players because they it, as they say for the good of the game. No, it was all about money and still is. So oh, it's always been. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and join us again next week. Uh, Happy Father's Day to everybody. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the test.